0: welcome to invasion of privacy i'm kate wolf
1: and it's your man cg
0: and today we have special guest ryan singer with us over zoom
2: hey yeah (laughs) i like being special i like being a special guest that's nice
0: And you're a comedian and a paranormal investigator, correct? Uh, Yeah,
2: correct. I've been doing stand-up comedy for over 20 years and um, I've been doing the paranormal stuff for probably over a decade now um, is when I started my podcast. And then, um, which led to, I mean, it started off as just kind of a quest for information and things like that, which then very quickly led to field investigations and things like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so you do the ghost hunts, Ryan, you do the, you go to places and then in the middle of the night, you do the blackout, you got the EVPs, you got the, you do all that.
2: Yeah, I actually, and I find that some of the best evidence I've ever captured is during the daytime, like two o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, a lot of people think that it has to, I mean, it's good TV, I suppose, when it's totally, you know, it's scarier or whatever. But some of the best evidence I've ever gotten and a lot of my friends have ever gotten have come in the daytime. I mean, because ghosts don't, I guess, sleep, right? So uh, it doesn't really matter what time you're trying to contact them.
1: Oh, I, I always thought they did it for a reason because I always watch ghost hunters and stuff like that. I always thought that it had to be for some reason, not just it's spooky.
2: Well, there is a practical that, reason, I suppose. That's the one thing-
1: yeah making sure I could never do it because I'd be scared to death <laughs> after 10 I'm scared of well it.
2: After yeah 10, well, after 10 o'clock that's when like yeah, your courage turns my into uh, a cowardly pie and the uh, <laughs> your pumpkin turns into pie the well there is less ambient noise during nighttime i mean during the daytime the hustle and bustle of the world is outside so there's you're more off you're you're more likely to have someone in a delivery truck or construction happening next door so there is a practical reason to do the investigations at night because there's less outside interference when it comes to, you know, the environmental noise. But I have found, depending on the location, if you're not really around any of that stuff, if it's pretty remote. I mean, daytimes just as good and sometimes even better, I feel like.
0: What initially led you into the paranormal world?
2: Well, I was always fascinated by, you know, the stories of ghosts. I mean, I was raised Catholic in a very Catholic family. And my grandmother was into... We called her grandma. At least I called her grandma Jesus, right? Because she was hardcore Catholic. I mean, hard. I mean, she take she took uh, like a pilgrimage to like Meteogoria, you know, because the Virgin Mary was visiting people over there. Um, she always had these books about prophecies that were unfolding. I always thought the end times were coming, so I had a very supernatural, mystical blueprint that like. You know the supernatural is occurring all around us. Miracles are occurring, things like that. You know, just another—it's just a religious word for paranormal, I suppose. So I, I family,
1: by the way, it was constantly in the end times.
2: So I, I get where you're coming. Oh from. yeah, yeah, right. It's end times are everywhere. Yeah, everywhere you look, it's mm. uh, it's like you know the world has like a going out of business. You know when you see those furniture stores. <laughs> <laughs> What's like the going out of business sale? I feel like when you get into like the you know the hardcore components of any religious sect it's always the going out of business sect right um you know earth is going out of business but the you know so i had that blueprint and then i started having experiences and i always love stories right and if you and i think like for me jesus is probably the most famous ghost story of all time um you know and then you i get a little older and i learned about the epic of gilgamesh which is you know Allegedly the oldest, you know, written story we've ever found. And it's a ghost story. And it is also a shapeshifter in there, which would play into my life later on because I dated a woman who had like unexplainable supernatural phenomena that occurred to her or that she would do, even though she would describe it as being done to her. So, uh, between, you know, so, and then, and since then I've had just experience after experience, I guess, when I go and kind of look back through it all um i'm kind of like oh wow there's been a lot but um you know like i i definitely had a communication from my grandfather when he died um through the radio in my car um, oh wow or it wasn't even the radio in my car really i was i don't know if you've ever i don't know i've got the i've got all kinds of wild theories that have no scientific basis right
1: I full um, i'm full of those <laughs> <laughs>
2: and so I, I knew that's why we got along so well from the back like, <laughs> um like one of my theories is, and it's probably, it's not even my theory, probably, but you know how, like, I have my grandfather's DNA inside my body, right? That's just science. So when his physical form dies, I feel it in my body because it's my body dying. A part, an extension, a limb of my body, my physical form is no longer, you know, electrified by the spirit, the soul, whatever, the consciousness, whatever. So I feel like it's, it's like losing a part of yourself quite literally. And I was doing, uh, was doing a show at flappers comedy club in Burbank. And, um, I, my set was kind of early in the night and I knew my grandfather was sick. Um, that's an important part. Like I knew he was kind of getting close and then, and I'm usually a guy who, hang, I love to hang, I mean, for me, there's nothing better than a comedy hang. Like you do the show and then you just hang out with comedians all night or go to another show or go to a diner and just hang out and talk until three in the morning, drinking coffee at a cheap diner. I love that. That's just like, that's heaven on earth to me. Uh, but on this particular night, I get off stage and I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I need to leave. Like, I need to get out of here. So I leave the club, which is uncharacteristic for me to not uh, hang out. I get in my car and I'm, I'm driving back to my apartment. And after about five minutes, I'm at a, I'm at a stoplight and the radio's playing. And I just kind of like, I'm, I turn the music off. I'm like, what's going on? And then I get a, I'm like, something's weird. And then I'm like, oh my God, my grandpa. And then that moment I receive a text message from my mom and it was pretty late. And my mom's, you know, East coast time. And so I'm West coast. So it's probably like close to midnight, uh, East coast time. I get a text from my mom, which is unusual. And it just says, you know, Lieutenant Colonel Lester J. Clark has passed from this physical realm to the spiritual or something like something along those lines. Right and it was in the moment of me being like oh my grandpa's gone and then ding text message right so whether it was him communicating with me on purpose or just by the fact that we are physically connected and also you know emotionally and spiritually connected and through love and you know because i love my grandpa and i always felt like i was like a miniature version of him because he had like a silver afro till the day he died right and so I'd always take all these photos whenever I went and visited on his farm in Ohio uh, to try to have like side-by-side photos of like, this is what I'm going to look like in, you know, 40, 50 years or whatever. Right. And you know, those age apps where you can put a photo in and you look just like, yeah you know, you're going to look in 40 years or whatever. I did an age app or someone took a photo of me and put it in the age app and they sent me the photo. And I swear to God, like a side-by-side comparison of that photo with my grandpa, a photo I have of him is you would think we were twins. It was, it was just boggling. But I always love that because he's the guy who turned me on to, you know, I remember being a kid, he made a film with his buddy. They called themselves the alligator hunters or something, right? Because they had this farm and a creek on the farm. And so they're like spoofing, I think they're spoofing the crocodile hunter, right? And it's the first time I'd ever seen anyone uh, make a movie on like a home camera just like edit it together somehow or whatever. And I'm just, and I think they even had like a miniature outline and a script for it. I remember just being a kid being, just being like, oh, wow, my grandpa just made a movie. Like, oh, I could, I could make movies maybe. And so, I mean, he was very influential in my life as if we're lucky our grandparents are.
0: That's fantastic. Do you ever, you know, to the current day have communication with him from the other side?
2: Um, you know, that's a good question. I've been told before that my grandfather was standing behind me, um, by a psychic or two. Um, now which grandfather is the question. Um, could be both as well. Yeah. could be both. And, um, but I've never had, I've tried actually, well, yeah, I guess I have tried. I have specifically tried on at least one occasion during a paranormal investigation. Um, okay. And because I remember telling that story earlier in the night, it was at a comedy club in Illinois that's haunted. Mm. And so after the shows, there'll be some uh, like local ghost hunters we will usually come to the show. And then afterwards, after everybody clears out, we'll get some food and then we investigate till about three in the morning or whatever. And uh, I tried to do that that night. And I don't remember getting anything because on stage in that comedy club, I had a very wild experience with him cause there was a piano on stage, one of those electric old school, like wooden, big, like almost like a mini organ piano, but it's it's a, it's electric. So you have to plug it in or it doesn't work. And so it was just an antique and this thing didn't work. And it was just on the stage for decoration. And I said something about my grandpa, cause I think it was soon after he had passed and I just mentioned him. I have a joke about him, how he bought me life insurance for Christmas. And I didn't realize I had life insurance until he told me that I had life. And I was like, well, that seems, he's like, oh yeah, I've been, you know, paying for your life insurance for a long time now, your <laughs> Christmas gift. And I was like, that doesn't sound like a gift, you know, like, <laughs> like by definition, a gift is something I get to use when I'm alive, not something you get to use when I'm dead. You know what I mean? It's like, he didn't give me a gift to put a bounty on my head. <laughs> you know, like who gets the money when I'm dead and I need to start being a little more suspicious of some of these, you know, uh, suggestions that my family members are making like, Hey, why don't you go, uh, why don't you go snowboarding without a helmet after you drink a bunch of beer? It's like, what, what are you trying to do to me over here? Um, so I, I think I told that joke and I was like, you know, he just died. I think, cause I mentioned something to that effect. And then I'm like, you know, I wonder if he's here. I just making a joke. And then all of a sudden the piano goes off. or whatever (laughs) and I'm just like did you hear that and everybody's like what happened and Chris goes that piano he's the club owner he's also a comic he's like that that piano doesn't work it's not plugged in and we're all just like what oh so this happened
1: for everybody it didn't just happen for you
2: yeah this happened on yeah during the uh during a performance
0: that's awesome
1: I
2: feel like those things
0: happen often if you have the perspective to catch it but it's hard for us to always in this material world, the way we are, hold on to that knowledge of the magic. Because we experience that stuff a lot. But still, when you have to go through the mundane, and I don't know how much mundane you have to go through, but, you know, you it's, it's easy to forget that things like that have happened often, so we are always connected to the other side. Because life here is hard.
1: Now, I do want to <laughs> say I've never heard anyone who bought life insurance as a gift for anyone else before <laughs> i've heard of like you know they donate to a charity for you know they're like oh no you know we named a star after you whatever weird things where you're not really getting much of a gift but that one um that that one's crazy man i like that i like yeah that. it's That's uh, such a grandpa gift. it's such but a grandpa what gift. People it's are like, thinking yeah. about when we're not really you know you don't really know yet
2: yeah It's like all those people, like all those like children that he doesn't have need to be taken care of after he's dead. It's like, but it's also, I guess it's one of those things where it's an investment, I suppose, I guess these things accrue value or something. I I don't know. And then you can cash them out. I don't know. Um, Anyway, but yeah, it's, I do experience a lot of the mundane, by the way, too. And um, I mean, I forgot about that piano story until just now. I haven't told that story in a while. You got to write um, it down
0: just to keep it because that's such a clear, crisp <laughs> example of the other side communicating when you actually in that moment asked. So I think those, uh, you know, if you don't write it down, just mark it because it sounds to me and I can feel I, I have some medium ability. So oh, okay. I can feel, you know, certain presence, but but it doesn't surprise me. You're a connected person. You're going to have beings around you. And I need to bring this up because do you know about the solar flare stuff going on? Have you heard about this?
2: Well, I have this friend who has a TikTok account and she's always.
1: That's that's
0: where I get a lot of my news.
1: <laughs> that's where all our news come from. Kim looks at TikTok and she shows no, me the TikToks. It, it, and then we bring it to this. But it to the
0: goes audience. on TikTok first. I'm telling you, I always then Google it and see if it's in regular news sources, which sometimes it's not. It doesn't mean it's not real. Um, however, like you know, even if you can't find, you know, like
1: CNN backing. We're it, all about nothing. responsibility. But we no, Google this, it, I, whether the I time. did research
0: this because I've been feeling the solar flares. I'm very sensitive, connected to the other side, and I just felt heat and like we were also sick, but like I just felt something and then I was seeing. You know, there are all these videos on TikTok popping up of UFOs, extraterrestrial or interdimensional beings. And I'm bringing up the solar flares because what I've read um is that spiritually, it's bringing up volatile energy for us to work with. Mm. I think it was even, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, Saad Guru, who's saying you can use this kind of energy to either rise or fall, you know, and those who are awakened and realize there are forces like that can work with it. But I was really feeling it. And then I saw some comments, too, of like, oh, there are more interdimensional sightings that are going to be happening because the frequency on Earth will be shifting, too, because of these flares. And I just think that's kind of exciting. Um, I would oh, I would love to go and search for all different kinds of beings, but not in a way that puts them at risk. You know what I mean? Like I would never want to go in and find, for example, Bigfoot. Because we do have a Bigfoot guest coming on, but I would never want or goblins or wherever. I don't. I would never want to like show the world that for them to then be attacked descend with. upon it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do think it's interesting with this interdimensional shift going on, and I, I feel it.
2: <laughs> well, it, th- there's. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, for me, it's hard to explain. I, you know, I try to get, um, you know, deeper and more in touch with my intuition and, you know, my inherent abilities that I think we all have um, as I journey. And then sometimes I have a month long period where I'm doing nothing but eating peanut butter M&Ms. And I feel like, oh, I've, I've just built a whole wall around all of my, (laughs) my pineal gland is, is wondering what, what did you do to me? Right. But um, with all this sugar and I don't know. I'm in a process right now of doing like a detox kind of situation as I get ready to go on another investigation here in a couple of weeks. Um, you're you're physically,
1: you physically prepare for it then. Does that make you more open somehow?
2: Yeah. Depending on like the scope of the investigation. Yeah. And this particular place is a location where four years ago in 2019, I had a, I had a very traumatizing experience during an investigation. Um, to where I sought therapy and still talk to a therapist on a weekly basis due to the experience I had there. I tell people, I was like, you know, I always needed a therapist. It just took Bigfoot to get me through the door, you know? <laughs> but uh, so I, you know, I know Bigfoot a lot.
1: And you're just about to go back to this same place?
2: So we're gonna go back for about uh, a week and uh, two weeks. Now, over the last four years, I've done a lot of work to be able to be in a place where I can do that. Um, about two or three months ago, I was there for about a week just by myself with a couple who lives there. Uh, we weren't doing investigating. Um, that's another project I'm working on trying to help, uh, her write a book about her life story. Cause she is an incredible, fascinating, uh, person that, um, is inspiring. And it's just, she, I mean, both of them are the most lovable people you've ever met in your life and what's happening on their property and in their home is extraordinary and it's you know without explanation. Um at least and is it near to... Ohio? No, it's not. It's in Florida. Oh um okay. So I am doing and the last time I the first time I went down there in 2019, I did like a month long kind of well, wow. you know, for the most I, I guess, you know, I mean I wasn't like strict. Just like so strict, like there hasn't been a drop of caffeine in my body in 30 days or, you know, something like that. But So, I'm doing two weeks this time. And so, it's about two weeks from tomorrow where I'll, uh, when I'll arrive at the property. So, I'm going to be going vegetarian. I'll be going uh, sugar free to the best of my ability. And um, I'm going to wean myself off caffeine in the meantime, although I'm going to need caffeine while I'm there just because we're going to be doing long hours for a week straight. But, and I feel like that's really going to get my intuition antenna, you know, fully extended for. Now, is this like
1: personal? Is this, are these personal things to you where you can feel? that if you're not eating sugars and you're not eating caffeine, then you can uh, feel things more, or is this from books or literature?
2: I think it's a combination Um, just from years ago, being really into like the idea of decalcifying my pineal gland and, you know, the third eye. And um, I got really fascinated with that. And all the pine cone, uh, you know, pine cone show up and all this ancient architecture and, you know, it, it represented the pineal gland to the ancients and, um, and how it was like a center piece of you know, focus and much of the artwork. Uh, See, about how I totally, important it was.
1: I totally feel like once in a while, I can, you know, depending on my diet or or whatever at the time, i'm I, I'm more connected, and the the veil's thinner to me for some reason. but I never put it together that you could kind of make it that way. Purpose yourself yeah. to thin the veil.
2: well, so. it's my contention that you that you can. Um, or it's my contention that I can, um, I, you know, I can't speak for other people's experiences because of, you know, other physical things as they may be experiencing, whether it's illness or autoimmune disorder, although, you know, I don't have, I'm very lucky. I don't have an autoimmune disorder, um, but it is, you know, to me, it's very clear the connection between people who suffer autoimmune disorders or other seriously debilitating illnesses or diseases and a connection to, to mediumship, clairvoyance, et cetera, they, they find themselves compelled to be healers or to be information givers to other people. And I think it's a, I, I, don't, I don't have the explanation for it necessarily, other than, you know, they have suffered so much in silence, uh, oftentimes, that they have just, they have like, their empathy well is the ocean. I can relate to it. I mean, I have Lyme
0: disease, which has, I guess, become fibromyalgia because it fried my system, but it has been so linked to my spiritual journey and my awakening and my abilities because it's alive in my system and it has intelligence and knowledge. Well, that's the same thing, but it just like, if I go against my soul or my limitations, it will quickly put me in a headlock like no other. It almost looks like I'm crazy because I can feel the pain, but it's not like you see it that someone else can see it. But it will completely stop me in my tracks if it wants to. Lyme disease, but it's also so linked to my sensitivities. It just, yeah, for me, it's like God and God is having me in a headlock. But I agree. I think it's also what led me to be a healer and to even experience what I experienced years ago after a car accident, a near-death experience. But yeah, I would agree completely. Just because there's so much pain also on the earth and with all the beings, plants, animals, interdimensional beings, whatever beings are here, it's filled with suffering. So if you're connected, you're supposed to feel it. And if you call yourself a healer. I don't think you could be if you weren't aware of the situation here on earth anyway. So,
2: yeah. I mean, there's a lot, of, there's a couple of different things you mentioned there that um, I'd love to get into. Um, I mean, I know I'm the guest, so I'm not going to, you know, try <laughs> to come do this. But <laughs> the first is I, there's multiple friends of mine who have suffered from Lyme disease. And one of them comes to mind, Abigail Moss. I don't know if you know, Abigail Moss. The name um, sounds very familiar. But I'd love for you to be connected with her. Thank um, you. She, um, from, you know, her journey through Lyme um, as, you know, anyway, and I have another friend who's also, you know, currently just in like the throes of it. Um, okay. and, it's, and it's just awful. But um, it's one of the things I like, cause I was driving earlier this summer, I was in Ohio and I was driving to a baseball card shop because um, I have a problem and, uh, or I can't not buy baseball cards for some oh and, <laughs> uh, that is interesting <laughs> yeah and uh i i felt something on my leg and so i hit my leg real quick and i got out of the car and i realized it was a tick and i i freaked out in a way that you would have thought there was a dragon in my car <laughs> because just understanding what lyme does and how it affects people and um i would rather see anything else than a tick on my body um at this point but um what you mentioned about the earth too and the suffering of the earth and the plants you know it i just immediately had this imagery of you know of factory farming of uh, the pollution in the ocean and then the wars between um people over uh meaningless differences um you know that are constant that are unfolding right now that are just tragic and heartbreaking and then you throw on top of that the connectivity uh, of the digital era and technology, to where we're just not programmed, or we haven't evolved spiritually or emotionally enough, I don't think, to be able to process global pain. Uh, we went straight from village to to the whole world. So now every single day, there's a natural disaster. There's thousands of people's deaths we're aware of, as opposed to you know maybe a couple times a year something bad happened in our village because of a storm. And then maybe five or seven, 10 people died that whole year. And now we're just thousands of people every single day, children being killed by bombs. Uh, You know, it's like, how can we handle this? And we can't, and it fries us. And I think collectively you see that around where, you know, people are losing grip of their empathy to a certain degree, maybe myself included, when we don't unplug from the overload of destruction and death and despair that is just so prevalent around us. And, you know, cause when we're scared, we buy shit. So, I mean, that's a thing that happens. Um, you know, it's like either make them want to have sex and they'll buy something or make them scared to death and they'll buy something. Right. So it's like, you know, it's just like, okay, where's the middle ground. Um, but you know, there are people out there actively and I think more and more people every single day, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily love the word awakening. Um, you know, cause I, I think over the years, maybe the context of that word has become, well, I mean, they, a woo- well, a lot of people took it and then
0: made it into woke culture. And then now it sounds phony. Yeah. I know when I was having my awakening and that hadn't taken over it, it described it for me. Cause I felt like I didn't know yet what consciousness really was, or my third eye or that reality is way more multifaceted than I could imagine in a beautiful way, because I had been Jewish atheist and then agnostic and then boom, spiritual and connecting to aliens. Like I kind of got blown open. So, you know, I was scared. Am I crazy? What's going on? But I don't know. I feel like I did feel like I was awakened into something and you can call it because a lot of people don't like the word spiritual anymore. So to me, whatever you know as long as the word can kind of somewhat encompass (laughs) the feeling of what the the thing actually is
2: but yeah what is it about us as a group collectively as these animals that we just we we just get tired of a word or something right (laughs) uh it you know over time like the connotation changes and goes negative like back in the day lawyer used to be know if you said lawyer everyone was like oh a lawyer oh wow but now and then you know in the early nine mid nine late 90s it became like lawyer like uh lawyer you know what (laughs) i mean there's a there's a term for what happens to a word and i cannot remember it um but i used to know when it goes from like a good connotation to a bad but um anyway the i still don't know what consciousness is and you know what blows my mind is that scientists have no idea what consciousness is either (laughs) and um you know even though I have no idea what it is, and you know, at least on it in a materialistic kind of way, I do feel like I understand it um in a way, at least in you know in a functionary way, if that's even a word. like I believe I've come to this place in my life now, forty seven where I'm like, okay, I'm kind of an idealist, I guess. I believe that everything's consciousness, and that the foundation of the world is consciousness. And then the material world is built on top of that, as opposed to the materialistic view, which is that the world is fundamentally material, like physical, and then consciousness somehow magically, as far as scientists are concerned, they still don't know where it just sprung from. Um, And so I, I don't think it sprung from anything necessarily. I think it's the thing that sprung everything else. Um, and so I feel connected to people. I feel connected to the earth. I feel connected to people. I don't know. Um, I feel connected to trees, you know, and it's nice to feel connected to trees without having to do mushrooms. Um, but like, I don't know what it means. And it doesn't mean that I'm still not, you know, an asshole sometimes, or, you know, selfish regularly, or, you know, make big mistakes because I do, but, I do believe that all paranormal phenomena is connected through consciousness. And so when I think of Bigfoot and when I think of aliens and I think of ghosts or, you know, I even think portals are sentient. I don't have any reason scientifically to tell you that that's a thing that's real other than it's just a sense I have that portals have intelligence and they might be their own thing. Um, Interesting. You know, kind of like these. Yeah, people- I never, I never
1: heard that before. I like it.
2: Yeah, and it's just, I mean, because I've heard stories of I mean, this location that I'm going to in two weeks allegedly has two portals on it. Um, and one of them was there naturally, apparently. Oh, I hope now. I get
0: to go. I hope we can go to this one day. I really do. I mean,
2: it's a I'll really probably remarkable get abducted place. by
0: everything I go. <laughs> I'm totally navigate. getting abducted. <laughs> I'm totally getting abducted, but I'm so bored. You know, not chasing this stuff. And it's been like, I guess about yeah, like 12 years since my consciousness shifted after the the car accident and oh I, god i
2: that reminds me okay remind me i want to talk to you about that
0: yeah so i just um i i've felt the call and the pull of these things but i think it's also connected to our journey as humans and like what fascinates us about the paranormal is because we're paranormal and we're so odd i know i'm odd my spiritual journey has led me to being like oh i'm fucking weird, you know, and I've got the light and the dark. (laughs) And when I entered my journey, I thought it was going to take me to just be the most calm person by a river. And then I started rapping at one point and I was like, oh, I didn't know that was coming out, you know, and, but I think it's about learning that we're, we're weird in a beautiful way. You might have a different word for it, but we're complicated. And I think we're fascinated with paranormal because, It's what we also don't understand about ourselves or this world. And we always want answers. I don't know if we'll ever always get all the answers. That's not what this is built for. But for me, the paranormal, it's just because I want it to be healing for the human condition as well and just our planet. Like, it's okay to be who we are. And we got to find another way of being collectively because, first of all, selfishly, I feel the pain and I don't like it. And second of all, I know a lot of people feeling the pain and it's just fucking broken. Like, I don't care if there's like 1% that's happy, but I don't even believe it because no celebrity I see. I'm sorry. I, I just don't buy it. I don't, I don't go. That person looks happy and fulfilled. I just had, and maybe I'm wrong. I think Tom
1: Hanks looks happy. He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah,
2: she- I. They're too busy. Probably. They have too many people. Pulling. I mean,
1: they're definitely busy. Definitely.
2: Definitely busy. And for me, busy does not equal happy. For, oh, to me, Chet, for Hanks. Me, like, Chet Hanks,
0: his son looks happier. <laughs> I invited <laughs> Chet onto the podcast. Haven't heard anything. <laughs> uh, he seems like he's in the rhythm. You know, I'm just sick of like super PC. Like no one's really getting to the truth. Cause when you talk to people, most people are struggling most. In, in one way or another. And I just at this point, I want people like <laughs> Chat Hags coming on who some people might judge. It's like, nah, he's, he's authentic. To me, that's a more spiritual person than some of the people quoting certain things and seeming calm. But I'm like, why does that person look crazy in the eyes? I'm not buying it, you know? <laughs> so
2: I mean, I um, feel like I every time I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, Wow, you look insane, bro! Like, <laughs> oh, that happens to me all the time, bro. You look crazy today. I'm like, can I, can I tone that back a little bit yeah, somehow? Like, like dial down work. my eyeballs? How do I do that? It was the knob to dial down my ball, my eyeballs. Uh, I was gonna say balls, but it seemed <laughs> like, weird. Uh, there's my balls yeah, are
1: huge, like and I, I try. I just don't down. have the control over my face to be able to yeah. to reel it in. You know what I mean? I, I give it a try though my sister is like this
2: i tell my sister i was like you 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 can't hide your face and right. she's like because she's got really bad poker face right when we're playing cards or something she just can't hide her face at all and you know one of my exes she couldn't hide her face at all either and it was just my favorite thing in the world It's um, great
1: kate, kate yeah. actually is uh, has a very hard time hiding her emotions on her face <laughs> Like if she I, sees something gross at the supermarket and she has to look at it too. She can't <laughs> look away from it. So she'll look at it and then she'll grimace. And these people, I'm like, you yeah, know, those people are, you know, looking right in your eyeballs while you're. I'm really
0: not with a lot of things. I, I can't. And I and it's the
1: the facial features are so Muppet like. when I'm my... Emotions just. It's it's like they were they were created by Jim Henson. You know, it's it's so yeah, it's oh, great that's beautiful. To see in real life. And I'll sing
0: what? little jingles out of nowhere. Cause you know, I think that's what flow is. When you're connected to the mm. other side, it's a musical there's a melody that's you know, just like when you see birds all flying in unison, you you know, you tune into that cartoon-like music mm. sometimes. But I also am very sensitive and I'm sick of like hiding my facial. Things, movements, and my emotions for maniacs. Like I feel like <laughs> there are so many people who have no problem being the way they are, no matter what I think. So I'm like, well, I should just. Why am I hiding my reactions to things? And some of these TV shows, some of the shots they do are so like up. Like some of them are close shots on someone's face with eyes looking at you, and I have to like shield because I'm scared their souls gonna hop into my body. Like I'm just anything very Anything
1: she sees in a sensitive. movie, it happens to her. If she sees somebody puke, she's going to puke. Well, no, she see- I'll get no. nauseous. I'll get nauseous. If she sees a cheeseburger, we have to go get cheeseburger. <laughs> like just for a second. She lives it. She lives whatever she if sees. If
0: I watch a movie, a horror movie, which I can't really do, based on a real entity, which mm-hmm. most of them are, that entity is going to come into my room. People might think it's funny. Ha ha. Then it doesn't happen to you. But like if because it it ingrains into my soul in a certain way, and then now I'm having battles to try to keep them from entering my space. So I, yeah, I'm I'm very boundaryed, and some of it is is like faces. Sometimes sometimes <laughs> some people need like a face
2: the like Representing girl, the inner terror that you're feeling.
0: Machines at yeah. the gym. If the girls taking up two machines at the gym at one time, my face is going to be a little this. Ju- this just girl, bitch.
1: This is new. This this is, like, off the is this
0: how we're off? This, this is just not-
1: at 11 a.m. this morning. This just happened. Two
0: happen. machines. We have no consideration for other people's gym? space.
2: Yeah, was, to me, it's... she got
0: the faces.
1: She got a little bit of the like. I mean, maybe, the maybe, maybe it made her realize. Having like dumbbells and a barbell with you, that's all good. But two big machines, big commercial industrial machine. I get it. Yeah, you get can't it. be,
2: yeah, that's, there's, I, I I joined a plan of fitness because I was going to be in Ohio for a minute, uh, visiting family. So I was like, oh, I'm going to join a plan of fitness. And luckily I haven't, I've been there for a couple months now. And I, I still haven't talked to one person at the gym. I don't know. Do people talk to people at the gym? I don't No, not. but I, I didn't think so. But like, he gets, cause he gets I had a friend. A friendly. But oh, okay.
0: not I'm, I'm an
1: overly friendly guy. I'm an overly and friendly guy. And with
0: dudes, because if I looked over and there was some hot babe being overly friendly, I can move like the girl from the ring or like maybe more like <laughs> Dracula. No, dude, I you just up. If I'm heated or triggered, no I will sound. be behind you in a split motherfucking second. You
1: did not detect any bullshit. Detect detect no she- sound, she's there.
0: I enter a portal of anger and jealousy over my man and um
2: so
1: startling
0: i can i can pop up
2: how in- are you two as euchre partners do you play euchre no <laughs> oh do you know what euchre is uh, I, I like half know
1: what euchre I don't.
2: is. Oh, okay i'm gonna have to teach you guys euchre sometime um because you two seem like you'd probably be pretty good partners uh in, okay. in euchre because uh, it's a two on it's like a team game so it's like okay. teams of two playing against a team of two playing against another team of two Oh, um, no, no, right. That's really funny this, though. Yeah. Is this
1: prying too deep or do you do the tanning?
2: Do you No, have I just, I heart did heart the 10. Heart. No, it's not too deep, but Oh my God. I have a funny story about that. Um, <laughs> uh, the, no, I I'm doing the $10 a month package. Uh, the cheap okay. one location kind of thing. Right. My brother, however, who convinced me that Planet fitness was the way to go. He's a, you know, he will hit the tanning, but he's a the, black card lo- member yes he's a black big, card big member. roller heavy roller yeah you know it's it's a heavier it's a heavier app on your phone uh it's you know like the uh, american express credit cards were uh, oh. the um well what happened is the, the the location i signed up at has been under construction since i've been there so it's they don't have tanning they don't have i don't know what else they even have in their saunas class i don't it's know it's the hydro
1: anyway. massage which is yeah, like a water massage somehow is that good, Was it any good? underneath you it's fantastic. I'm not going to lie to you. And then there's the massage chair. So it's the massages and the tanning are what push you into the and it gives you a happy
0: ending at the end. There's, a,
2: <laughs> there's like a, there's like a the machine.
0: So it's okay. And they change the, plastic.
2: it's like a, flashlight uh, fleshlight on a robot arm. Uh,
0: <laughs> Planet fitness is really getting advanced these days.
2: Oh, well, well. um, so my brother does, does the tanning and, um, the, so he has to go to a different location to get mm-hmm. the tanning now, not the one that was close to where he lived. And so he had a very easy experience. Right. And so, so he goes to this new location and there's one employee at the new location who require, who when he'll walk up and he'll be like, Oh, I need to, you know, I guess, I don't know how it works. You, you set up an appointment and then you talk to the person or something, and then they let you back or however it works and so he does that and there's one employee at this new location that always says do you have your goggles and he goes yeah and then she'll say can i see them
1: oh she (laughs) checks the goggles and so i've never seen that before (laughs) he's
2: like um okay and so he shows the goggles he's just like okay i'll show you the goggles shows the goggles goes back there goes back any other person there is just like hey uh, come on back you got your goggles yeah okay good going back and so then every time this particular gal is working, she says, do you have your goggles? And he says, yes. And then she'll say, can I see them? And so he had enough of this because he calls me on the phone. He's like, she's calling me a liar. That's what she's doing. She asked me if I have my goggles. I say, I do. I'm a grown man. And she's a and she high school. Says, <laughs> yes. And then she says, can I see them? Cause The subtext there is, I don't believe you. (laughs) And you know how many people she's pissing off? Not just me. So I have to say something. I was like, oh my God, you got to call me right after this happens. Mm. So he goes back the next day, it happens. So he goes, so I tell her, I go, you know, I'm not trying to be, I know this is going to come off as me being a dick. And I promise I'm not trying to be a dick, but you are pissing people off because you're calling them liars. And she's like, What? And he goes, You ask me if I have my goggles. I say I do. And then you say I need to see them. <laughs> You're calling me a liar. You're calling anyone who comes up here a liar. No one here probably likes you because of that. You <laughs> should know that. Either say, Can I see your goggles? is your first question, or don't ask to see the goggles at all because we're all grown-ups and we can do what we want. Mm. And then she's like, Well, this is planet fitness policy, blah 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 blah. So now he can't can if she's there um and oh just because, shit well he can but he just like he's like oh if she's there i'm not gonna have to go deal with this because he went back a couple times and she was there and he would just walk up he's like so now i'm just walking up holding my goggles i thought uh, i thought
1: she went you know over his head to corporate or something and beat him down because he came at her i thought she was serious you know what i mean like when you say he can't tan anymore
2: yeah Well, it turns out, and then I'm talking to him a couple of days ago, and it turns out my brother is Larry David, because now there's a donut shop he can't go to because of a similar situation uh, with someone made uh, his favorite donut was out. So they recommended a different donut, which he'd never had. So he tries the different donut. Uh, He realizes this different donut is the best donut he's ever had in his life. So he goes back and he asks for the different donut and they say, oh, we don't always make that, but we can make it for, we don't have them, but we can make them just hang on a few minutes. And so every employee there will make him these different donuts and except one person will all, he'll say, oh, can I, uh, do you have any other thing? And she'll say, no, we're all out. And she doesn't even go back and look. See I if can't
1: believe right. anyone makes him the other donut. A, a kid working at a donut shop is going to go out of their way to make this man know, his favorite donut? They're amazing employees. This is what, this I, this is one is one what I said. You get and it. They you get should, it. The rest of them should be getting promotions. I don't think you should shit on the one who's not doing it. Yeah. I think that the rest of them need to be elevated.
2: Yes. This, you get it. You get it. And so he's like, what she doesn't know is I know the owner. And right, and I'm like, I'm like, what are you going to talk to the owner because she won't make you your fucking special donut? Like, are you? I, and that's when I had this moment. I'm like, you are Larry David. You can't help but find some kind of battle to have over the smallest minutiae. Uh, you have-
1: I like where he's going. I like the fronts <laughs> that he's deciding to rise up. For. You know, somebody has to fight the good fight. You know, yeah and, and he's out girl, there she's getting out of pocket she's <laughs> yeah getting out she's of pocket. Getting... and then this donut person like come on like it'd be a great world if you did what all these other beautiful employees were doing. so i'm kind of yeah. i'm kind of on his on his I level think i'd I like be this.
0: the one donut employee being like we're out of the fucking donut so
1: like, <laughs> you're good at boundaries
0: i yeah i'm very good at boundaries just yeah. because especially when you tap into the paranormal you have to actually and That's humans cool. especially like people who are scared of Ghosts and the paranormal. I'm like, have you met 90% of the population of humanity? Like, I'm not that scared because I had to create boundaries for those gifts and for just people in general. But which I I do want to ask this question now, I, I have to ask this. What is your knowledge or and or experience with aliens, shapeshifters, skin walkers which i think are shapeshifters i I have
1: to jump in really quick before that question do you know what the donut is (laughs) do you know the description of the donut
2: it's oh god you know those uh you know the pecan rolls yeah um or what's it called it's got like the icing and then the nuts on top um (laughs) uh, well anyway that was his um whatever it's got, oh, it's got so like it's the light, before this donut it's got like, well, it's whatever the, the donut before, what was it called? It's got the, <laughs> like that light Brown icing cream and then it's got the nuts sprinkled on top of it, but it's not like a roll necessarily. It's like a donut, right? Um, Oh, what's it called? Anyway, they were out of that. So they suggested this other little donut that goes on top of a bun. So it's like a mini donut of some kind that goes on top of a bun of some kind.
1: And now uh, he just can't get enough. And now he like, he's yo, been, whatever that mini donut on the yeah butt, Whatever it is. He's like, whatever it is, for me.
2: it has taken over his life. Called, and they're like, do the a, other
1: customers have to wait like behind while the other, while the kid is in the back? Making I don't know. The fresh yeah, that's donuts? a good question.
2: And the, uh, cause I want to know cause... about <laughs>
1: the other customers here, like how much time this takes for this poor <laughs> high school kid to make fresh donut. I've never seen them make, I didn't know they could make fresh donuts. Like I didn't either. Heck. I thought I it was either. done in the morning and like, that's what they have.
2: No, he, and he will wait. He will <laughs> wait for them because <laughs> no. he, when he called me the other day, I had no idea any of this was happening. I go, so how you doing? He goes third day in a row. I'm coming home with no donuts. <laughs> and I'm like, what does this sentence mean? And what story is happening? <laughs>
1: It was I'm like really seven glad o'clock you at night. Shared this story with us, Ryan. Yeah, it was You're like 7
2: p.m. Spot? when I when this conversation happened. He's like, I'm going home again with no donuts because blah blah blah, you know. And I'm just <laughs> like, I'll find out what the donut is. I got to find out. Thanks, man. I appreciate um, that. Okay, but, so uh, let's get
0: into the alien right, skin okay, yeah, Sorry, uh, I had to do that. Just because well, I'm no sure worries. we'll talk about this for a bit because there's so many different directions. I I would like to say <laughs> I am familiar. And connect to Arcturians, Lyrans, Pleiadians. So oh. those those are the groups I've had the most connection to myself, um, and they're more of the enlightened ones because I do know that there are other aliens. I like how you that
2: said that. I like how you said enlightened
0: because I don't really fuck with like. I don't think so. Maybe I do, but I don't think currently that I fuck with really angry, hostile,
2: like low aliens. vibration. Like that's some people not call them a, yeah.
0: Yeah, like I'm with the ones that see what's going on on Earth, want to help raise the vibration, not have the Earth die. You know, some important things. I would make
1: friends with like not have us nuke
0: ourselves to death. So that's why they're senior nuclear warheads. They're like, uh, uh, uh. Little I, kids. I
1: feel like I'd do great with the ones who want to take everything over. No. but they need a few like they need a few like ones who are like, "Yes, master." Damn, and <laughs> yeah. I get a job working for them, you'd be the
2: patsy. You, you'd yes, be good- yes. I
1: feel like if those aliens came, I'd rise the ranks quick.
2: You just you're a, you would flop over to the other side so no, fast. No, no, so fast, so fast. Oh, so so like yes, you're uh, the, you're the a master. You just feel suck up. Is that what we used to call this Yes. A like, oh, what a suck up. That's my whole uh, plan.
1: If aliens come, if a, if a certain kind comes that's my
2: whole yeah a certain kind of, yeah um, <laughs> i'll be like no i'm gonna be like listen to them <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it they're doing this for your own good uh they'd yeah give, that, 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 little, that these little
1: yeah. laser whips or whatever you know like uh, no I feel oh, like you fall in the line so fast light. for the ones who fall in line fast i feel like it'd be a pretty good life
2: i think we call you a what I th- actually i think the term is bootlicker right like you would be yeah yeah z- z- oh I'd, I'd,
1: I'd be hated by my race yeah
2: <laughs> yes but guess what you'd survive
1: all uh, right exactly. you'd survive
2: until they were done with you exactly um,
0: that's why i don't interact with those kinds of aliens yeah,
2: probably, yeah. Uh, you, know, you don't want to give him the opportunity
1: oh <laughs> uh, yeah
2: <laughs> to fulfill his destiny as being exactly, a, a exactly. bad guy um a villain the well it's <laughs> you know it's interesting i i haven't had any direct um like physical interaction i would call it with with aliens um i do believe i've had interaction through itc devices which is uh you know like you know these ghost box spirit boxes things like that um through ce5 a variation Wait, of why? ce5 is yeah. that
1: um, is that evp is that the same thing? Well,
2: EVP is it would fall under that umbrella, yeah. Uh, okay. But EVP is kind of like record, go back and listen. These are in the moment, live boxes that are playing like radio signals backwards, uh, cycling through stations real fast, like shoo, 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 shoo. and then you hope to get like you know uh, real sentences that are very specific in nature. That uh, you know a radio that's super fast scanning, and then playing back audio backwards. Um, as it scans through the radio stations, shouldn't say, like, if I say, can you tell me my full name, you should not be able to hear through the spirit box, Ryan Singer, right, in that moment. Um, so it becomes compelling if you get answers like that. Um, so, but I did see 5 at a, uh, which is uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, which is like a meditation type outreach program to uh, initiate contact with extraterrestrials that Dr. Stephen Greer has spearheaded for years. And so I did a variation of that inside a haunted school a couple of years ago in Ohio um, under the basis uh, or with the idea that consciousness is the connection between all of us. So it doesn't matter what you do. Um, you can use alien stuff to try to contact Bigfoot. You can use ghost stuff to try to contact aliens, things like that. Right. So I used a typical, what we, a technique you would use to uh, interact with extraterrestrials uh, through intention and to initiate contact, I use that in a haunted school that's super haunted to see what would happen. And we ended up getting pulled outside. And over the course of a couple of years, that investigation has continued with return visits. And actually, I even went to Mount Shasta uh, in uh, late spring of 2023 with a friend of mine and uh, to continue the investigation. Um, because I love Mount Shasta, uh, it's just a, like a hyper energetic spiritual place, and uh, we continue you, the you conversation. You got
1: pulled outside,
2: which means so we got well, not like physically like yanked outside, but like where I was like, oh, we got to get outside, and then through the the devices we were hearing the de- uh, you know east, east, east mm-hmm. kept coming through. When I so I run outside, there's one star in the sky that night, and it's night. It's like 89.6 degrees on my phone compass due east. It's the only star you can see because of the clouds. I have a laser pointer, one of those illegal ones uh, that are too powerful. So you're not supposed to have them that you can use for CE5. So if there's like a UFO out in the sky, you can circle it for people to see this green laser. And so I start to, you know, I just start hitting the star with the laser and we're on CBs or we're on walkie talkies. So there's two investigators inside the school. With something called a gateway device, which Eric Connor of, also known as Epic Paranormal, he created this device. It's it's bonkers, it's like a spirit box on crack. And every time I'm, I'm bopping that star with the laser, East comes through. And so then we hear uh, other things like I'm in the field, come find me. And there's a field behind the school. And this was not long after my bad experience that i had in florida and so i'm terrified and i'm like i don't want to be going into the woods right now i'm not going into the woods and so we're watching
0: harry potter and lots of things happen when they go in those dark
2: yes Mm -hmm. yeah it's always in the woods and like when i was like i don't watch horror movies either like it takes a lot for me to watch a scary movie because i just ever since i was a kid i wasn't even allowed to watch the thriller music video because i would have nightmares if i did and (laughs) and so i i watched it and i had nightmares but um so I've always just kind of avoid, I, I'm not drawn to that. I don't like to be scared because right. um, I scare very easily, but yeah. uh, at least in movies and things like that. But um, so this investigation goes to, uh, I keep going back to post town. I, you know, after reviewing some footage and other things like that, we get into this uh, I bring up a star map and I'm looking at all the, the date and the specific time of what star that I'm trying to figure out what star it was. I was in the sky that night. This is like six months later. And I think it's the Procyon star. So I go, I schedule another trip back to, and there's a little bit of UFO and alien lore uh, around the Procyon star system, not a ton. I was hoping it would be serious, but it. I didn't think it was. So we go back to the school. Um, it's just me and a buddy of mine and he's got all these great devices, um, like a Frank's box, which is like the original like spirit box type of thing that was ever made. And I didn't realize this, but the Frank's box, which is one of the most popular ghost boxes of all time was initially made by this guy, Frank to contact aliens. And I didn't realize that at the time. So we've got all these devices out and I have very specific questions because I'm trying to move the conversation forward. Right. Like, I think I know that we're talking with an alien intelligence from a specific area. So now I've got questions about that and hopefully we can find out who, and you know, exactly where. So I started asking all these questions about Procyon and he's, none of the devices are doing anything. So then I'm just like, okay, fuck it. I mean, are you from the Sirius star system? And then all the devices just start going bonkers. And they go bonkers for a period of time during a paranormal investigation, which is noteworthy because usually a device will go off for a few seconds, maybe if you're lucky. This was going off. Uh, this was sustained activity on these devices, lighting up, beeping, or whatever, for upwards of minutes straight. It was crazy. And so then later we go to a different part of the school uh, with different devices and there's all these voices coming through this box. And one of them is really deep and scary, but it's like, right. And we're like, for whatever reason, this one's coming through the loudest and it seems like it's the boss. Right. And there's all these other ones that are like kind of high pitched or other ones like, you know? And so we're just like, so at one point I go, can we just have the deep voice guy, be the only one talking, please. And all the other voices stopped. It was, it was weird. Right. And you know, it's like, I don't know, one 30 in the morning, it's pitch black in there and or just, you know, it's that scary kind of thing we were talking about at the very beginning. Right. And so I go, who are you? And then we just, and Matthew Jackson, who's in my opinion, the best and like one of the best paranormal investigators out there. Uh, it's me and him with all of his toys. And the voice I say, who are you? And it just says, God, right. Which is a one syllable noise, which could be, you know, those don't hold a lot of weight with me usually when because any one syllable could sound like any one syllable thing, like, no, yes, "god," yes. you know what I mean? So we're just like, you hear God. I heard God. You heard God. You heard God. And so luckily we heard God. And it's still only the deep voice talking. And then I go, well, what is your name? And then it says "Ra." Mm. which is also a one syllable word. Right. So it's like anything could sound like raw maybe, but we get God and then we get raw, which is like, holy shit. We talking to raw right now. Like this is crazy. And so I go, well, where are you from? And then we both heard the cosmos. So we got God, Ra, the cosmos, and we're just like, holy shit, dude, we're talking to Ra, uh, whatever, you know, and then, you know, there's people, there's people in the paranormal world who think it's all demons pretending to be things, blah, 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 blah. We don't have to get into that. But so, I mean, we can, I have I mean, some we can. Thoughts. but cut two months later, we go to Mount Shasta. And it's me and my buddy, Eric, and my buddy, Alex, who's there filming in the middle of the mountain in like 15 foot snow. There's just the three of us. We find this perfect circle of trees out in the mountains. Um, it's like untouched. It looks like a ceremony, a giant ceremonial circle. So we're just like, oh my God, this is perfect. So we get out there, and Eric has this little spirit box which just plays scans through the radio stations backwards real fast, like. Shoo, 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 shoo. And so we're in this circle, and we're not getting anything. And I'm a little disappointed because I was like, oh man, I was drawn to Mount Shasta specifically for this, to think that the conversation would really take another step forward. Like, we're going to find out information now. Like, is there a message? Like, are we supposed to be doing something or what do you want us to know? These things like that. And so I say the words, something along the line of, you know what? I, I don't know what happened. I feel like this conversation, which has been ongoing for a year and a half or whatever, it's been really great. And uh, I feel like something has stopped our communication. Like, I feel like there's a block. What's happening? Why? What's stopping us from our, having our talk, our communication? And then all of a sudden, Eric's spirit box, which has never done this before, stops on one station and starts playing Space Oddity
1: hmm.
2: by David Bowie. This is Ground Control to Major Tom, <laughs> you know, a song about people on Earth being unable to communicate with people in space and someone in space being unable to communicate with someone on earth, a communication breakdown, Hmm. right? Wondering, where are you? Can we, you know, can I, I I hope we can connect again. And so we hear this right after I say the, what is it, what happened? What stopped our communication? Why is there a breakdown? Space out, the spirit box essentially breaks, stops on space oddity by David Bowie. And we're just like in the middle of the snow. It's like, I don't know, three in the afternoon. And we're just like, oh, and we just start dancing in the snow in this giant circle of trees to space out. of It plays the whole song. That's awesome. And then it goes back to scanning.
0: I mean, all that makes sense to me. Truly. You know, it I got us before yeah. you said God, I kind of felt, you know, I was like, God, but, but obviously you always, <laughs> well, maybe you don't always hope for God, but I feel like.
2: Yeah. I didn't know who were we were going to get or. Yeah, what name or anything, but the idea that, now someone who's a hardcore skeptic might say, well, this isn't evidence of the paranormal, of communication with an alien or a God or, or a spirit or an entity. And I would say, yes, I can't present, even though we have this on film, I can't present this in a laboratory and be like, this is evidence of the existence of Ra or whatever. But when you look at the circumstantial evidence presented by the experience, you're going to tell me that right after I say why can't we talk, and then Space Oddity stop the the device breaks, stops on a song Space Oddity, which is exactly about that, from space to Earth and Earth to space. You're telling me that's not evidence of communication of direct intelligent communication with some other un, you know maybe interdimensional or maybe you know extraterrestrial uh, intelligence. I mean, I, then I for it to unbreak. Believe.
1: Then for it to unbreak at the end.
2: And then it goes back to work. It wasn't broken. Yeah. It's so it was, it's one of those moments where you just, you know, the more time that goes by and cause it hasn't even been a full year since that experience happened, but, and I'm so far behind on other projects. I haven't even been able to like really review the footage. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, it's, you know, the more, the t- more time goes by and the more times I tell that story which has only been probably a handful of times, but the more profound it gets for me, the more I realize, like, oh my God, this was a direct communication with what I believe to be extraterrestrial intelligence. And even though I've never had physical contact with an extraterrestrial or an alien, I 100% believe that I have been in contact with them. Um, so that's a really long story to answer your question about, but I've had direct contact with someone who could shapeshift physically uh, on multiple occasions, uh, a woman I, I dated many, many years ago, and which kind of kickstarted my whole paranormal journey. But um, I do want to say that the long answer to that is probably the
1: best we could have hoped for. We have like a pretty good answer for a pretty hard question to answer. So, so I appreciate it, man. I yeah, think of course. we both do.
0: And let me ask, did you witness this woman? Shapeshift.
2: I never saw like the change, like, okay, like, like staring at her as herself morph into another person. I saw the results on two different occasions. One time when I was laying next to her in bed and another time when I went over to her apartment, when she said it had happened and she was still in that other form of just being pregnant. I'm, I, at one point had an interview with her on, uh, years after I launched my podcast. Um, because I told her I wanted to tell the story and I was starting a paranormal podcast because of it. Cause I want to find answers and not feel crazy. And I got her blessing and all that stuff. And then years later we hadn't seen each other for a decade. And it just so happened to be that I was in a part of the country where she currently was and it worked out and I went over to her house and stayed the night and we caught up. And while I was there, I just wanted to talk to her about the experiences. Cause A strange thing that happens in the world of the paranormal way too often is people will have a shared experience and they don't talk about it, um, which people might think sounds crazy, but it's just the reality. Like you experience something extremely intense and unexplainable together. And then in the moment, obviously you're like, what, the," you know, or whatever. But after that, after that moment passes, oftentimes we don't, we don't talk about it. We don't try to integrate the experience uh we don't discuss the unexplainable with each other that we witnessed. And you know, if you go too long and if you've only experienced that, if you experience something by yourself, like a spontaneous paranormal experience, or and you're alone, it, you know, that's that's another level of like, am I after 10 years, like, am I crazy? Like, did that really happen? Right. Because of the world. Um, but then you but then if you're lucky, you experience it with at least one other person. And if you're really lucky, you can talk to them about it eventually or, you know, and if you're really, really lucky, there's a bunch of people who all witness it and people are going to talk about it. But so after 10 years, I was like, we got to talk about this. Cause I, I mean, I feel crazy. I mean, I started a podcast about it. Am I a crazy person? Did I like make all this? So like all these people think that I have had these experiences and I did this woman who could shape shift. I'm like, do I have to like make an episode about I made it up. Like, I'm a liar. I'm an idiot. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Like I'm in, I'm an insane person. Sorry, everybody. Like, I need to know, like, this is it, like, it. I'm just out here by myself with this. And cause I've had, I've been called crazy enough times to, to, you know, I'm not an impenetrable fortress of belief over here all the time. Right. So it gets to you after a while. And so I'm like, am I crazy? And so she's like, yeah, we can talk about it. So we start talking about it. And it's, as I remember, and then she goes, you know what? Fuck okay, it, go get your microphones if you have them. And I never thought she would ever be on the podcast. I didn't think that would ever happen. I didn't even want to ask her. And um, so I was like, if you're serious, I will go grab them. So we did the interview. And then cut to it's the weirdest sequence of events. Um, I do my buddies, uh, Bubs and Mikey, they got this podcast called The Strange Road. It's like a live stream once a week and then they post it as a podcast. I go on there, you know, And we have a great time. They make a TikTok clip. It's just a small little segment of the story. And it actually, you know, it's going bonkers. Uh, It's going viral. And, you know, and it's just like, there's like a thousand comments on it. Like, who is she? We got to find her, you know, or whatever. It's like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, 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 this is, I've never said her name. I will never let anyone know who she is. That's part of the deal. And um, ironically, like right before that happened, like a day before that happened, she messaged me and was like, uh, and I hadn't heard from her in years again. And in fact, I was trying to get a hold of her about five months ago and I couldn't find her anywhere. And I just wanted to check in and say hi and see how she was. And so then out of the blue right before that tiktok clip went crazy she messaged me asking me to take down the interview okay so cuz on the show i tell everyone you know and i've been telling everybody for cuz i think that episode had been up for i think 6 years the interview had been up for 6 years one of the most popular episodes but um and i would tell anybody who listened like you, you can think i'm crazy all you want but you can listen to me talk to her and you can hear the story from her own mouth and my mouth together it's on my podcast. And I would, you know, and so I always liked being able to have that for people to listen to. And so she asked me to take it down. She goes, I'm worried that, you know, at some point someone might find me. So I, I was like, no questions asked. You know, I took it down and it was a, it was a communication that was troubling to some degree, just because of the way it was worded about certain things like, Hey, can you please take this down? Please don't respond to this message. I can't answer it. Um it might not be safe for me, things like that. It's where oh. shit starts to get really serious and um I'm not in, I'm not in the game for that. I'm not that's not why I podcast to be like, you know I've never wanted to be a podcaster who was like, you know what the government contacted me and they said I'm getting too close to the truth. It's like I'm not. <laughs> I'm not Molder over here. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to like. We're I'm Scully the, and Molder. Yeah, yeah. You yeah guys, that's what we're trying to be. You, you have that. I'm not over here trying to be like. I
0: will get abducted every investigation <laughs> yeah. I go on, and yet I am ready to to explore this stuff. And I mean, ultimately, it's what led me to reach out. You know, we have a couple mutual friends. One of them being Jennifer, and
2: she's I just, great. I love Jennifer. You all,
0: Yeah, and I feel like a lot of the messages that's been coming through for me through animal symbolism, the astral realm, is that a lot of us who've been playing in the paranormal, whether it's with comedy or not, we're going to need each other. Not everyone, you know, but, but a lot of us were pieces in the puzzle to these things. And I've been kind of trying to go at it alone-ish for a bit and I just keep getting messages that that's not how something is shifting in a lot of us because we want the truth but yeah I don't I don't want government calls I already have anxiety I, yeah, don't, I don't need that
2: in my life I don't but need I'm
0: that. also
1: I'd feel like kind of boss if we were getting government calls I'm like no <laughs> somebody's listening to the podcast at least
2: one step closer to right? being in the you know like you just get like okay we're getting access to if these aliens worried, that i can work for
1: if they're worried that means we have somewhat of an audience
2: you know what i mean if we're getting well that's focused. a good well that's true yeah and you know i'm, ratings I'm very i'm very good at keeping other people's secrets if that makes sense <laughs> um i'm not very good at keeping my own i i can't keep i have a hard time keeping my own secrets hmm. i just blab um yeah. But when it comes to other people's secrets, I'm, I'm a, I'm like a vault. Right. Um, usually, well, not even usually pretty much every time, but, uh, like, I don't even remember most of them, And I think it's because I don't remember most of them after like a year. I'm like, what secret did you tell? Oh, I don't remember that unless it was All right, like a but real someone, quick, but I don't know anyone who did that.
1: How strong is the vault? If you're <laughs> about strong- to be tortured, no, 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 I'm saying if we go movie style here <laughs> and you're okay, about to be okay. tortured, how long does the vault last?
2: Um, because
1: mine's a vault too, unless shit gets real.
2: Well, <laughs> You even light a cigarette in front of me and act like you might burn me with it. Most of it's gonna come out. Like justin, uh, you have sunglasses. You didn't even on, say you were gonna burn it. Seriously. Like you're just you're just smoking a cigarette. You're lighting a cigarette because you need one. I think you're getting ready to torture me with it. I'm telling you everything except for maybe a couple things, right? If, uh, you could be you eating mozzarella a string cheese stick. Like, right. Like, like, let's say I'm in a chair. I, my hands are bound. Someone is hungry. So they get a string cheese mozzarella stick. They open that up. And I'm just like, I don't know what you're going to do with that, but here's the information you're looking for. Like, and they're like, I was just having a snack, but thank you.
1: I worry yeah. I would fold. I mean, listen, the thing is we're good people still Ryan, because I don't think this would ever happen,
2: but if it did, I secret. could
1: see myself folding pretty quick. And, you know, giving you the secrets. And don't I don't have any good secrets. People don't trust me with good secrets. I don't look like a good secret. Here keeper. here are the and real so you're not secrets tell me-
0: that we have to keep if we're going to get real about it. You have to pretend this is going to See, I'm already scared of this. You have to pretend you don't hear voices because some of us who are very sensitive <laughs> and you have medium skills, you you know, so you have to kind of keep secrets in that way to not have like, certain eyes on you like it's so funny because religion's accepted and getting woo in that way and talking about angels and here's the body of christ eat up like that, that's not exactly what they say but you know what i
1: mean <laughs> yeah, that, that, say last, time I went, last time i went last i went to you know said, what
0: i'm you saying don't... like we're supposed to be like oh totally normal but then to say no actually i i do hear voices and i do connect to the other side so i feel like some of the biggest secrets would just be like my gifts. Like I feel like if I was, (laughs) if someone showed up, I'd spill my own secrets of what I experience and see when what I think earth is, and and all, I would love it. I'd be like, finally, someone to listen to all my, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, please don't do anything to us. She hears voices, she they talks to entities. I've got to spill the beef. They
0: they're torturing me. I would torture them. I'd be like, and then the lyrans came through, and I was like, wait, why is the like tigress one coming through? Why didn't this one like they would be so like, you know what? This isn't even fun. <laughs> She's <laughs> using this as therapy too much. Mm. Like, I'd be. Mm. Like oh you want to know everything finally. Mm-hmm. You know, someone to listen and and not think, I, well, I guess they could think you're crazy. But if it well,
2: was Well, I mean, a they kind of come and, into it believing you already in advance. Then I'd great. be
0: like, all right, you know, not if they're no. going to come and like I don't know. I just feel like a lot of us have superpowers as well that are, you know, our DNA is activating. So I'm excited for that world. So like I don't want any questioning until my superpowers are fully in cuz I'm not going to any kind of like weird, (laughs) I would do so poorly in any kind of prison. Mm. I'm already in prison just being on earth. Like I find the density too much. I have a lot of complaints. I tell God and goddess the universe a lot about these complaints, but yeah, no, I, I would love to spill a lot of beans if I was in that position, if I knew I wasn't going to get hurt and if I was gonna get hurt just like kill me fast too like I'm not even I believe in the other side
1: no that's not part of it they're not th- don't
0: th- torture you- me like if you want if you're gonna kill me let let my spirit I go. don't think
1: you can negotiate that I, I don't it's, think you can say like how. you don't do really have a lot of leverage in the moment me
2: to like they don't really... get
1: any information if they do that you know that's not that goes against what those the guns yeah. are coming i don't to...
0: want anyone coming for me i just want <laughs> i want eventually for us to get invited to your paranormal explorations you you know i don't know that they sound actually very hard and grueling they sound
1: so scary but
0: i but this is like what i've been having visions of and have written stuff up for and i just feel like all this stuff's happening we've got solar flares 2024 that's not supposed to be an exciting thing but <laughs> <laughs> at all it could like cripple the world's internet for 2 weeks i heard like they're like one of the flare cuz one of the flares hit one of the poles and they had like they blacked out for like 2 days like no radio signals so they're saying if we do get hit with a strong flare the the energy grid could go and stuff and they're saying the max- which doesn't excite me but I just feel like I'm ready for a lot of us to break free, and and for more magic to come through, and just a more playful realm. Like it's not supposed to be so hard all the time. Like what the fuck? So, you know, and I'm like ready we for we solar made up wind. the
2: rules too. I mean, that's the we collectively have agreed to play by all these rules that are bullshit, and they're not fun uh, for the most part for most people and yeah and it's like we've all we all just kind of keep going along with it to a certain degree right and i mean i think that's the the uh the hard part to swallow sometimes um i have this joke i've been doing in my act where you know i talk about i'm tired of being sleep shamed and because i'm 47 (laughs) years old and it's in i'm lucky if i'm up before 11 a.m and people are like oh you need to wake up earlier i'm like no i i actually i don't that's where you're wrong <laughs> and they're like well why would you sleep in like that and it's like the answer is simple because i'm winning i'm like i'm winning this hell game. yes <laughs> this is a game that we're all playing and i'm like i'm somehow i figured out i got really lucky but i'm winning it right and i'm winning my own version of this game and everyone all they have to do is decide that they want to win now and that's they awesome. can't but uh the uh you do...
1: sleep shamed ryan as well <laughs> yeah i mean so i get like... about i get 10 hours a night that's after. a solid I'm like a
0: newborn night. baby i need 12. 12. <laughs> i'm a mess but i need sleep or i am i just don't function
1: i'm it's... a fucking toddler and if you're i don't a... get sleep i'm you're like a toddler. toddler who didn't get sleep <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be around i'm a big you're, just, you're a
2: nightmare you're just a nightmare <laughs>
1: You don't want a giant toddler running around with no sleep oh, you need sleep I,
0: to function and uh, yeah that's not something I can ever give up like we sometimes go to bed at six that's you shouldn't so tell them that. You shouldn't sure that. <laughs> and it's hard to do also with comedy obviously that's comedy one of our secrets. comedy show nights I gotta stretch it but I I love sleep especially because I gotta tell our secret blue Lotus tea mm. has really allowed more astral realm i for me it's more astral realm travel lucid dreaming you're oh, okay. having your own stuff i just
1: thought i just started getting it i was just i was reading stuff on it. i just started getting it a few weeks ago and like it definitely you're dreaming the whole time now and you're kind of remembering the dreams like you're you're when you're asleep you're over there completely over there you're not wow. here okay. I so that when you yes. get back you're so well rested because you went so far you went on vacation. And that's why I like it so much.
0: Sorry to interrupt, but like I'm able now to carry the information and images from the astral realm into this realm. Like before, it would be fleeting more, and I couldn't remember the spaces I kept visiting over because I keep visiting some of these very ancient spaces and architecture. So now I can bring the memories more clearly through here. But we'll we'll wrap it up. If
1: you're interested (laughs) in advertising, you can give us a call. Okay Wolf at Instagram. No, go ahead.
0: That's not even okay. So, so that's not even the one. We'll, we could talk to you I for a long time. Ryan. We'll I have to
2: can... do another one because I do have to uh yes.
0: we'll we'll wrap this up. So, Ryan, thank first of all, thank you for joining us. This yeah, has been a great. ton of fun. This has been a ton Hopefully of fun. Hopefully we'll do more because there's so much I want to live in the world of paranormal because that is where I live. So <laughs> um, where can people find you?
2: Uh, people can find me at, uh, Ryan If people still go to websites, I'm also on, you know, Instagram, like rising, R Y S I N G. Um, so, and then, you know, I got a podcast, me and paranormal. You is the name of it. Um, we're coming up on our 10 year anniversary end of January. So, um, that's exciting. There's like 730 episodes. I, I don't know how many exactly, but there's a ton, you know, um, the shapeshifter one is gone, unfortunately, but you can listen to me smoke DMT for the first time, and we recorded that. That was years ago. So yeah. with my buddy Shane Moss. So it's a very popular one. What is um, it called?
1: Like, will that be? Will that come up right away if we? Go it's, to-
2: it's called uh, the DMT couch sessions, is what I called it, because okay. it's just me and Shane Moss on a couch, um, smoking DMT. Um, I was terrified before that happened, but I, you know, I was like, it was one of those things where, if I'm like truly deeply afraid of something I know eventually I have to do it. Um and sometimes it just takes me a while, but I'll get it there. But um that's why I have to go back to Florida. And over the last four years I've been making short little visits and um to go back to the place where I got scared. We didn't even really talk about that. So maybe I next know. Time
1: I, w- I wanted to ask that, you and then it, it slipped away as we when when on. are you
0: going? I'm
2: okay. going on um the end of January to early February is okay. when I'll be going. So um going with a bunch of uh, fellow investigators. Many of them were there on the first trip and a couple um, who have never been there before. So it's going to be really exciting. And I think we're going to... The main purpose of the trip is to try to find some answers for the homeowners. And then secondary is to capture.
0: Maybe after you come back, we can do a whole episode on what's going on there. What happened? What happened
1: last time? Yeah, I
2: mean, uh, it's got everything you could ever want. It's got... UFOs, orbs, portals, creatures, ghosts, spirits. Um, Oh my gosh, I want to go
0: so bad.
2: It's got, uh, you know, many a man who thought he was tough with a, you know, a gun has left that place with their tail between their legs. Um,
0: I don't even care if I shit myself on camera. There is a (laughs) high possibility. I will let it be filmed. Like I just feel these beings they're real. They're out there, and I've been waiting for aliens to land like on our small front yard. And because that hasn't happened, now I feel like I have to make
2: you got to go to the travel go.
0: plans to know some where. Because I feel the energy centers, I feel the grid around the globe as well. But now I feel like if you'll come with me, I, I want to go see. Even if I get possessed for five minutes, like. <laughs> I just want to do it. You know, I'm just ready to play in the world, even if I'm the most chicken shit person when it happens, like,
2: well, I'm sure, you know, I don't know a ton off the top of my head, but knowing how old everything is, uh, in many regards in your area, Mm -hmm. you're probably right next door to some really bonkers stuff. Um, and I know that for, you know, as close as I can get to a fact as without knowing it, um, You know, there must be, I mean, well, you're not that far from like uh, Gettysburg, uh, all kinds of things. Um, there's, well, there's some other really bonkers stuff in that region as well. Um, you know, and I think you can kind of contact it anywhere.
0: True. True.
2: Um, it's just a question of, you know, I, I try my damnedest to have really clear intent beforehand and I put up boundaries the best I can because I don't need, I don't ever want to smell sulfur. I don't need that kind of like. What does that mean? Like demonic energy. Uh, Oh yeah. We didn't get into demons either. The real dark stuff. But uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a demon hunter. I'm not, uh, you know. That's a dumb idea
0: anyway. Like it's a real, cause also, and then we'll let you go. Demons in my perspective are also not what everyone thinks. And once again, we have the light and the dark within us, like a battery. So I think. I'm not saying all demons are misunderstood. Maybe some demons are just a straight-up demon, like, you know, run-from-it Gandalf style, even though he fell into the pit, but whatever. But, like,
1: anyway. Gandalf fought it.
0: He did fight it. But I'm just saying I don't think the dark is exactly what most people think it is anyway.
1: Gandalf wouldn't have become Gandalf the White if he ran, maybe. He'd still be Gandalf Graham. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, I mean, I just have to throw that in.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> yeah gandalf's a great great example of, of how how you how we got to do it even when we don't want to um
0: and that you can smoke sometimes because if you yeah. smoke out of a pipe why the hell can't anyone else right that was and a really we, bad message to any kids <laughs> well <laughs> i guess it depends
1: how many child listeners okay
0: okay We'll we'll let you go obviously we need to have you on when you're back and we can talk more about demon stuff but i uh, will be curious what goes down and what happened the first time anyway. And yeah, I'll, I'll be curious to see to what happens as well one of
2: these well. You know, depending on, you know, I think it's going to be a different experience for me this time. Um, the first trip was incredible in so many ways. And um, this trip w- as, will as well, will also be incredible. Um, mostly because of the people who live there uh, are such incredible people. And, Carolyn specifically has incredible PK abilities that are, there's a great book called PK man by Dr. Jeffrey Mishlove um, about this guy, Ted Owens, who was studied by the government, studied by Dr. Jeffrey Mishlove in the parasy- parapsychology lab. Um, and Ted Owens had incredible PK abilities um, to the point where I don't want to spoil the story. If, if anyone listening wants to read it, but there's parts of it where you're just like, well, bro, that's not cool. Like, and, but in a much more intense than me saying, whoa, bro, that's not cool. I mean, we're talking about really, you know, really blurring the lines between what is morally acceptable to do with a person's power and the effect it has caused other people and whether or not they're able to keep their life anymore. So, I mean, it's, it's really intense, but it's, it's a fascinating story about Ted, but it's also uh, very emblematic of what um, Carolyn experiences power-wise and to me it's she's one of the greatest mysteries in the world that um but she's also one of the most incredible people and it's it's and I just wonder like oh if I was so capable would I be so graceful Hmm. in the way I live my life and the way I treat other people and the way I you know put other people first all the time and you know, the deep empathy that, you know, she's fostered in her life. And it's a, it's just a real, it's a real, uh, she's a real great example. And there's other examples too, like Chris Bledsoe from UFO of God and his family, um, which is one of the most incredible books I've ever read, but there's these people having these incredible experiences. um, And we didn't even get to talk about NDEs, near-death experiences, um because i've got all kinds of crazy synchronicities with that happening in my life with people i know and i've got all kinds of weird theories about that as well but so i think we can put that on i just wanted to bring that up so we maybe make sure we put a pin in that for later as well right was the the previous
1: florida trip um
2: televised recorded um we filmed it it wasn't my expedition i wasn't in charge i was just brought in and with the idea that it would be a documentary or that it would at least be at the beginning of a documentary. And unfortunately, there was um, things that happened that kind of made it not so. A lot of the footage is unusable. There is some footage from it. Although some footage, I have all the footage currently because um, I kind of took over that that end of the project. But it's just so frustrating because of the trickster nature of the paranormal. I There is certain footage that's missing now that I I've, I've seen it already on a computer. And now it's gone and i don't know if we'll ever find it but it's one of these things where it's just like yeah of course and you just have to accept that as being part of the paranormal and you know technical failures at the worst possible moments are just they're part of the phenomena and there's nothing we can do about it except laugh and uh and understand like hey good one you got me um
0: i've definitely accidentally fried technology there have been times i don't know if i told you this or not but I think I have. There have been times where my emotions get so overheated that things around me do. You should keep. um,
2: I'll tell you what, Carolyn and Bill do at their house. They keep those little rubber erasers. Really? um, On top of all the thermostats and other places. So she doesn't ever have to touch the microwave or the fridge or not the fridge, but the thermostat. Because she's fried microwaves, fridges, air conditioning. okay. So like, if you, if you do think you might continue to experience such a thing, I would recommend just picking up some of those cheap little erasers and just put them right on top of the, like the thermostat, um, and just always use that, especially if you're in a mood <laughs> or, or if you're feeling yeah, usually it, you know what I
0: mean? Very triggered and my whole system overheats. I've noticed things go and I try not to say it. Cause then like, if you broke something, it's easier to be like, I don't know how this, <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's, he's like,
1: expensive medical equipment what? yeah
2: oh you're just now but like, like making a list in your mind like oh that's why
1: i really love
0: these solar flares because you know i've embraced my light and my dark and i'm not happy with certain things so you know i feel like I think it's fun to work with it. I'll get some rubber erasers. I definitely don't like to misuse powers, but I would love to send some spiritual laser beams right into any (laughs) pedophiles. asshole. I don't care if you're a pedophile, like late spiritual laser beams, solar flare energy right into the butthole. You want to
2: harness these powers for good.
0: Yeah. And that's for, and, and I don't so, care. We really
1: shifted the topic.
0: Well, here. I'm just saying, He was saying if you have powers, you know, and I, I, I believe I do have certain ones. I'm powerless in other ways. I'm not like there are things that, you know, but, um, I do not feel bad about wishing that on the, like all, yeah. You know, cause like some things should not be continuing on this earth plane, these cycles. So if I do have powers, I will totally be, uh, continuing to send them at certain powerful pedophiles, like,
2: well, if, um, Epstein if I get a Island government calls up, we'll know what happened. Exactly. Yeah.
0: It's going to be an interesting 2024. I'm ready for it. The year of the solar flares.
2: Wow. Yeah. I mean, I have to uh, look more into that and wrap my brain around the solar flare thing, because, um, you know, I've been kind of, I, for the most part, I've been kind of sleeping on it, but, uh, Okay. but yeah but uh, yeah but this has been fun and uh yes, right, thank you so much for coming yeah
1: yeah
2: and well, uh
1: very entertaining yeah. some stuff we have to look into now
2: <laughs> yeah this was you guys are great and uh, i have to teach you euchre um yeah. as oh, well man. so okay cool well uh thanks yeah.